Um, and he doesn't spend a lot of time on screen, but he is memorable. Oh my god. <laughs> What's this? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Drink for my pleasure, white girl. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 it made sense out of context. It, it didn't make sense when I did it, but in my head, it made perfect sense. Okay. All right, I'm just wondering because that sure. did look a little weird. For my sure did. I, I was trying to silently offer Sarah a drink. I, I, I won't lie. Snappy snap. In, in my mind, snapping was a silent action. I don't know where that came from, but it was. It was just like feeling very like God of War, like right. boy. Oh, drink the Coke, boy. I'm Bob, and I wish to be Robert Russell's jockey shorts. And here are my co-hosts, Alex and Andy. How are you guys? Well, I'm Andy, and I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy. You all know him. He had me scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I crawl into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie, and his name is Fred. (laughs) And I'm Alex, and... Glitter and be gay. <laughs> That's the part I play. Here I am in Nancy's house. Forced to bend my sexuality to a straighter role. Victimized by bitter, bitter Freddy Krueger. Alas for me, had I remained among my coach and bro friends, my gayness would remain ingrained until my maiden hold was popped by some hot daddy or other. Alex, introduce your friend. And we have a special guest today, Sarah No H. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm excited to be here. Yay! Because it is Pride Month, we are talking about the gayest of the Nightmare on Home Street movies, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Wait, we're not this is actually why they regard it as the gayest horror movie ever. ever. I mean, yeah, yeah. So this came about because there was a moment when Bob and I went, hey, it's Pride Month. We should talk about gay-themed horror movies. Mm-hmm. And then we looked up a list of gay-themed horror movies. And there's like six. And, yeah, well, there were ten on the list. <laughs> But most of them... There were 10 on the list, but it was like an Alabama 10. Yeah. Yeah. So there were like five of them. You know, it was like a New York three. (laughs) (laughs) And just so the audience is aware, Sarah is at least a New York seven. She's probably a model. She's very pretty. Yeah. Oh, thank you. She's pretty, and I swear she has like no makeup on. This is just natural. Um, yes. Bronzer and mascara today. Yes, I believe. Your eyebrows are just... They're, they're microbladed they're on, mind. darling. Oh, there yes. you go. See, that's yeah. why. There you go. That's why she's here today. <laughs> I understood <laughs> some of those words. perfection. <laughs> exactly. And Sarah, we so because it was a very prideful episode, we wanted to invite a white straight girl to come on the podcast. <laughs> I well, swear. It's okay because Sarah brought this really big handbag, and later we're all three of us going to get in it. Right. And, and just and go straight to hell. And we're going to go, or Starbucks. <laughs> or Starbucks. Either well, way. Yeah. She did wear her Uggs in. She didn't have Starbucks <laughs> with her, but. But we can definitely Well, it's get not, it's not pumpkin spice. She did yet. not have her bring a tiny dog. We are her tiny dog. That okay. was the reference. That was the joke. Oh. 
That was in fact where I was going. Deep me. It's a lie. Well, before the deets. Before deets. Sarah, before deets. tell us about your love of horror movies. Um, I'm. I've always loved kind of dark. Uh, weird, odd things, you know, from a child standpoint. Um, it's grown into my adult life. Um, you had creepy crawlers, didn't you? Oh, yes. I love them. Oh, yes. <laughs> you made the ones you made yourself. Yes! Oh, yeah. hell yes. <laughs> so it's, it's always been kind of, I've never been the kind of person to be like the scaredy cat or, you know, I love horror movies. My kids actually watch horror movies with me. He's nice. five. He's five. So he's into it. Um, and Oliver, your other son, is He Damien. is Satan. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Is so it's great. It all works nice. out. Yeah. Sarah actually had a wet nurse, but then there was this one time when she got up on the house and went, "It's all for you, Oliver," yeah. and jumped. <laughs> and then, yeah, she's no longer. And with that's him. why she lives in Columbus now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's totally right. <laughs> and Oliver still is with me. Yeah, I actually want to. I want to like. I want to reference the musical, but I don't think I actually know any of the fucking songs from it. What musical? The Oliver. Oliver. The oh, Oliver. Oh, Oliver. I Please, sir. Anything. I want some more. Consider yourself. Consider yourself. The only okay is that yes. The, the only yourself. thing I know from Oliver other than that is Boy for Sale. <laughs> Boy for Sale. That's all of us which works right, right into this movie it really too. Does. It really does. What I will <laughs> say about this movie that is very strange to me. Is the we're gonna get to the details in a minute. So yeah, yeah, no. The I'm whole plot the for now. Um, with the coach and you know all oh, that stuff that happens. Oh my happens. god! So yeah. coach who ends up being Stand by Me and plays uh, the best example of Stephen King father ever. The newest Stephen King book that just came out, The Outsider, which I'm currently reading, uh-huh. is literally about the hometown coach who gets arrested for, and I don't know yet if he does it, because I'm still reading it, arrested for a brutal murder and sexual assault of a kid. Mm -hmm. Roughly the same age as what Jesse would be in this movie. Mm -hmm. So it's very weird connection of, like, dad most known for being, like, Stephen King dad. Right. And is the, like, sexually pervy coach, which is a sad metaphor, but we'll talk about it, I'm sure. (laughs) And then now Stephen King's basically writing the story of this coach, but backwards. Right. That's the whole Since point. Since we're talking about Freddy Krueger this week, why yeah. not? It's true. Well, yeah. and, be, and this basically assumed to have molested these children, but it's never stated right. that he molested them, much like Freddy Krueger, who yeah, they originally was before. written to molest children, but they decided yeah. that was a little too edgy for 84, so <laughs> he became a child murderer. Totally hilarious thing. You, you know that whole Fre- Jetty versus uh, Jetty, Jetty versus Freyson? Jetty versus Fre- I want to see Freddy that movie. Freddy versus Jason yes. thing. When Nightmare on Elm Street came out, the fans had already started wanting them to meet. Of course they did. Okay. So the script for Freddy vs. Jason had been in play or, or been worked well, on for like 16 years before it actually happened. Well, that's because at the end that's of- that's going to be a, that's how you write a good script. Part of that was to rewrite Freddy's history so that, not Freddy, both, well, both of them, Jason's history so that Freddy had molested him. I mean, I don't need that to be a storyline, and I'm glad they didn't use it, but it would have at least made sense for if they were trying to make Jason hunt Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. I think what they used to get them together in that movie, which we're not doing today, but will do someday, is, I think, much better, where Freddy uses Jason, which makes so much more sense, because Jason has no agency other than kill sex. Right. And Freddy is nothing but agency. Right. Except right. in this movie, where he's really good at. I like the idea now. When mommy. you say that Freddy is all agency, <laughs> just like I'm picturing like like the Elm Street adoption agency, oh, and like no, ah! Freddy is like, oh, no. well, we're trying to make sure that these children go to a good home. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, by the time they're already damaged. By the time okay, we no get to Freddy versus Jason, I need a stable provider. <laughs> Do you have any pets? I love this. Then whenever you sign the paper, she just goes, "It's prime time, bitch." <laughs> like, no, I don't. I don't. I don't talk like that anymore. I'm trying. Yeah. To, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm turning. Why am I turning into? <laughs> I'm coming into your dreams, Morty. (laughs) You turned off Rick and Morty, and now you must die. I don't even watch the show, but yet I'm doing the exact fucking voice. Oh, no, but there's Scary Terry on there. (laughs) Scary Terry has swords for fingers. That's right. So, Deet me. Deets. A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Freddy's Revenge, 1985? 85? 86? I forget. Written by David Chaskin. Uh... Literally no other credits that I could find. Good! That are any of any use. Um, directed by Jack Shoulder, who directed Alone in the Dark. No, not that one. Um, <laughs> you're, you're talking about... The, the 1982 slasher, not uh, the one that tried to make uh, Tara uh, Reid into an actress. Oh, my... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Executive produced by... And I just like the name. Executive produced by Stanley Doodleson. D-U-D-E-L-S-O. No idea who that is, but I just love that's a name I can't I'm going to start using that, actually. Hey, Doodleson. What's up, Doodleson? Yeah, exactly. Hey, Doodleson. Yes. Fire me Doodleson. Fire me Doodleson, Doodleson. Yeah. Starring Mark Patton of Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, and later Family Possessions. This movie killed his career. Yeah, pretty Dead. Like, yeah. he didn't Well, work. a lot of things killed his career dead, not just... This anything. was, well, basically, he was gay, but not openly so. His agents were like, stay in a closet. And then he did this extremely gay movie, yeah. um, and he got and, typecast, and they wouldn't cast him again. He had, like, two TV credits, and then that was it. This was it? Yeah. yeah. Until Family Until Possessions Until Family Possessions. Happened, that was, like, Which was, like, 2015 or something. And now they're yeah. casting him out of nostalgia. Yeah. Which, hey, make Which money. Which is fine. So it's just, right, right. Paycheck right. is a paycheck. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> he, do what you gotta do, bro. He moved off to Mexico, became an interior designer. Dude. Dude. Of course he did. Hitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, starring also Kim Myers, <laughs> who looks eerily like Meryl Streep. So much. Or oh, the, as, the lead girl. Yeah, yeah. As, You're as correct. Lisa. Or also, as um, Paul, my partner, so eloquently put it, a Pekingese. Yeah. It looks like she just woke up one day and walked into a door, and there was her face. God damn! I was like, that was some shit. So, um, she didn't go on to do much of anything either. No, she was in movies. Hellraiser, Hellraiser born. Bloodline, which I ah, didn't even know that was the fourth one. She was also in a deleted scene from Serenity, like she. Didn't, <laughs> Um, Robert England, of course, as Freddy Krueger slash bus driver, apparently. Yeah. That I missed that the whole segment shot. where he breaks in on the news to talk about the earthquake, but he, he was really fetching his, in His His jazz, like, uh, yeah. retro jazz rap was his, fantastic. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so that's the deleted scene, you know. <sighs> Swallowing you and your homies whole. <laughs> um... <laughs> um Next up, Robert Russler uh, of Weird Science, Vamp with Grace Jones. I and, love Vamp. And, and Thrashin', yeah. that great skate movie of the 80s. To be fair, uh, Robert Downey Jr. drove him 
from the set of Weird Science to this audition. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Well, yeah, because he was in Weird Science with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Robert, they, he Robert was, they were buds on screen. In nice. Yeah. Super hot. He actually, yeah. and still looks good. Um, he's definitely grown. Yeah. yeah. But um, I wonder if he's still on my Facebook page. And then as, <laughs> as, as many pretty children did uh, after that point, he sort of went and started kicking around TV land. Yeah. Um, some say on the night of the full moon. <laughs> You can still hear him howling at the moon from the Hollywood Hills. You can still hear him banging on the door. Dad, open the door. Dad, Dad. He's like, Robert Downey Jr.'s had to come back. Where's Mike? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's him banging on Disney. Disney, give me, give me a roll. <laughs> you almost sound like Super Daddy. That's him? Yeah. That's Robert Russell. Oh, yeah. He's oh, super it looks daddy. very good. Yeah. Mm. God, yes. he looks hey. like he belongs also, on Agents nice of Shield. Nice, you met him too. Yep. Cool. Um, Clue, uh, Clue Gulliger. Sure. Clue Gulliger. Gulliger. Um, yeah. Is that the lesbian Gulliger. mom? No, that's the dad. Yeah. Oh, the that's worst dad. dad ever. Oh, he's oh, great. He is a dick. He's yeah, great for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was getting mad at him. He in the was movie. in the last. What kind of movie? drugs are you on, son? <laughs> it's drugs. Methadone clinic. <laughs> 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 yeah. well, I'm on the ladder. I'm like, I'm oh yeah. Fall. Um, <laughs> the last picture show, Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that's him. He is that one guy in every horror movie that has the long storied Hollywood career. There's always one. Yeah. And he's that one. Um, He's still fucking alive. He's like 90 and still working. Uh, and his kid is John uh, Gulager, director of the Feast movies. Yep. And oh, Piranha God. 3 Double D. Uh, he's actually in, I think, all three of them. Yes, he is. He's in all of his son's movies. Is he? <laughs> of course he is. Um, Hope Lang of Peyton Place and a bunch of other movies and TV shows. Um, She's the mom, yeah. That's the mom. And Marshall Bell uh, as Coach Schneider. Oh, I love him. Oh, yeah. I um, love him and his delicious butt. Yeah. Yeah. Wish we would have seen the front. I'm not going to yeah. lie. As we uh, said before, like, oh, it's the said 80s, it. so we're not getting um, full frontal. Damn. He was, in, he, was a, he was the dad in Stand By Me. He was in Total Recall with Quato in his chest. He is another one of those guys who just shows up and you're like, oh, it's that guy. Stand By Me. I didn't realize that. He was, yeah, he's one the dick scene. dad. When I was, dad. Like, yeah. should have been you, Jordy. I actually spent a very, quite a lengthy amount of time talking with Mark Patton. At that convention. Oh, I thought you were going to say a lengthy amount of time jerking off to this guy. Oh, no, no. Well, that too. <laughs> he said when that, I was 10. But well. no, yeah. he, uh, uh, Mark Patton absolutely loves um, Marshall Bell. Marshall Bell. Yeah, if you're a dick like, on screen, still, usually you're like, pretty they're good. They're still yeah. in contact the with The nicest one people on screen usually tend to be the nicest people in yeah. their life. It's the the, nice they're still in contact with one another. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, you know, Marshall knows that I've had a crush on him since filming and he's, Oh, yeah. They take they treat oh, it as wow. a joke, and yeah. the two of them just still get along That's really well. Yeah. And yeah. Shit. I love that. It's yeah. yeah, no, he's he's been in a, he always played the ubiquitous like semi country dad. Yeah, yeah. Except for this movie where he plays well, the S and M coach. He kind yes, of, he he does have that kind of perma scowl, which I yeah, yeah. Find he does look he looks mean. Yeah. No, and he That's looks okay. you he mean always mean he mean looks mean just mean. like this in Stand By Me, which is like I think ten years later. Stand by me was like <laughs> the next year. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was in the eighty six, the nineties. Okay, so I'm wrong. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Stand, yeah, stand by me was definitely eighties. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. I loved it. It was my childhood movie. Yeah, no, I, I dug it too. too. For sure. That and now and then, this movie. <laughs> this I, movie. I, the important thing to point out right away is gay actor. Yes. Gay writer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Director had no idea. There's <laughs> no way we're getting away from the gay. Yeah. No and way. and the writer consciously wrote in all the homoerotic subtext and Mark Patton has said multiple times that he got it yep. from day one. 
and yes, was was down for it. Like he was available for this movie. Yeah. And the director has I think he's come out and lied, but at the time he very clearly when he was asked about it was like there was no gay subtext, there was no homoeroticism. He was completely oblivious. Yes. To this. Um which I think is funny. Cuz everybody knew. Robert England knew. Yeah. Everyone My knew. dog knew. Yeah. I well, don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the funniest thing about this movie... You should consider adoption. Have you ever considered <laughs> <laughs> Go, go, go. So the funniest Free thing- to a good home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wes Craven named the first one. He mm. was mad at the studio because they added, they made him add the ending where they drive off and it's, yeah. Freddy's still there, it's not over. And he, because he wanted it to be happy and just yeah. be one story. Yeah. And... He refused to direct this because they didn't want to pay anyone, and yeah. he didn't want to do it. He, um, they all they had a whole thing with Robert Englund where they didn't want to pay him. Right, they, and they, they had somebody else. Yeah, they hired someone in. else, and the producer basically was like, "This is fucking stupid," and yeah. they just paid Robert Englund. Right, yeah. which thank God. It yeah. almost it almost helps if you shorthand like every creative decision made about this movie and some of the following movies are basically like Bob Shea from New Line Cinema is a gigantic prick. Yeah. And he just made this decision that angered the world. And they're like, fuck this. I'm not working with you. Or he's just a cheap asshole. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. Um, so, movie. Movie. And remember, Sarah, if you have questions about gay themes or life. No, for sure. Because I, I, like I said, there were a couple things in that movie. But I just didn't see the whole, like, y'all are yeah. seeing. I so almost want to, like, get a. pointed out to these things. <laughs> I want like, to get, like, a bell or something like that. So that when we mention something, we just be like, ding. Yeah. yeah. yeah for, no, for sure, because I, I had yeah. a hard time seeing them. Yeah. I might actually, I might, I, maybe I can fully one in it. When I, but I, I need to know, just before we even start, before we even get into this movie, I need to know why anyone would bother wearing a jock strap under sweatpants. Why? <laughs> because, why? because this movie showed more um, <gasps> male nudity than even touching female nudity. Exactly. Actually, yeah. the because exactly. in the one scene where there is an op- opportunity, a golden opportunity to show. Titties? Titties. They didn't. His hand yeah. resolutely yep. positioned over the nipples on top of the clothes. Yep. Yes. And they don't go nowhere. And he's just sort of like going down and go, the valley. And then when he moves his hands, he like the fabric comes down and turns into a very deep V. Yeah. Yeah. So it still covers yeah. her, her yeah. not essentially yeah. large boots. Part one. So, uh, no pre-credit sequence for this movie. Hell no. Titles come over a rolling school bus played by Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> She was so good as the bus. Actually, um, no. And here's the fun thing, because the movie's supposed to be set in Springfield, Springwood, Ohio, everybody says. But yeah. the school bus actually says Springwood, Indiana. Does it? Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't it, know that. Street is an Ohio franchise. I didn't know that. Supposedly. Okay. In the magical land of Springwood. But magical this is land. Spring, but the bus says Springwood, Indiana. Indiana. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bus is driven by an out-of-makeup Robert England. Um our hero, Jesse Walsh, is sitting in the back getting totally dunked on by a couple of mean girls. Oh. When the bus... They're Sarah's. They are. One with an Holy I and Sarah's. one with a Y. I'm not mean. <laughs> <laughs> Those are horrible lies, um, bitch. <laughs> when the bus roars past their stop and off into that Indiana desert. <laughs> yes. I know. And no the, one has a problem with it for the first, you know, chunk of no, the No, they're just sitting there like... The one girl's like, you didn't stop. And they go in the desert and they're like, what's wrong? <laughs> Why don't you stop? I'm, I'm confused. Why is why are why there the tumbleweeds? I? I know. You know, I why like, are there tumbleweeds? <laughs> I'd better not be late for my Rick Springfield concert. Oh my God. Right? Because I want to be Jesse's girl. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, they very specifically did not want to be Jesse's girl. No, they did not. No. 
Um, no, they did not. No, you're right. No, when you actually <laughs> when you watch the movie with subtitles and you get to read what they're saying. Oh no, they were you're burning like, his ass. Yeah, this was written by a fag. I These was, girls are reading. They were mean. <laughs> I watched yeah. it. Yeah, I, I watched it. I was listening listening on headphones. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear very clearly. Oh yeah. Also, you can hear some really poor sound editing. But also, <laughs> oh, I love. But, did you did you like the whale song? I don't remember the whale song. But that's Every noisy, time that's Freddy some... appears on screen, there is whale song added into the score. Oh, I missed that. But I could yes! hear there were there were a couple of sequences later on, uh, especially in I think Grady's room. Yes. Where the noise floor is so fucking high, it just sounds like. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, and actually, that was the repressed homosexuality. <laughs> there, there you go. And <laughs> it's coming the, out. The fog of repressed homosexuality. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like orbs. It only shows up on audio tape. <laughs> like okay. Are you here with us? <laughs> Knock twice if you're gay. Wait, wait, okay, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. We have a question. Is Sarah's outfit good enough? Two knocks for yes. Bitch, we know you're not gay. <laughs> Stop lying. Stop lying to us. Okay. The driver is revealed to be Freddy Krueger. This is Jesse's dream, and it's a pretty fucking badass little sequence. Um, it is. Freddy makes to slash with his knives. Smash cut to mom slicing up a tomato in the kitchen. Wait, wait. As Jesse screams from a but wait. After a quick non-breakfast with the fam, including Fu Manchu's, that cereal that yes. his sister's eating. Yes! Oh, was it Fu so Manchu's or like human No, something? it was literally Fu Manchu's. It was literally Manchu. called Fu Manchu's. Yeah. And that's why she pulls the little thing finger things out. Uh, Fu Man fingers. Yeah, she's the oh, okay. she works so hard for. That, mm. I thought I saw With human, her not fingers in everybody's cereal. And well, that's what she tried to pour him. She cereal. goes to pour him some, and he's like, "No." Well, yeah. no wonder she's like, <laughs> "Like, did you wash your hands?" Right. Yes. No. Like, she's been grabbing him. <laughs> she's all like, "I know where your hands have been." Right. I don't want to know that goddamn cereal. Um. So okay. he, leaves, he leaves the house yeah. to take Lisa to school. Yeah, classmate Lisa rides to school. What did he call the car? What, what did he call oh, his car? The Deadly Dinosaur? The Deadly, Deadly Dinosaur, dinosaur yes. yes. Don't, don't you have keys? keys? You have to like, <laughs> it's a push button radio, push yeah. this. There's a, lot of, there's, there's a lot of little moments like that in this movie that have nothing to do with anything, but they're some of the most entertaining well, parts of it. I My laughed. favorite point is, the reason he tells her this now is so that when she drives his car to the boiler ah. later, it makes perfect sense. Right. Because Shit, he explains to her right. how to make he a does. drive. He does, And yeah. she asks, doesn't anyone steal it? He's like, ha, 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 no. no. And then she literally ends up stealing his steal car it. later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, we don't spend any time talking about it. It just happens. No. <laughs> During gym class, Jesse gets a little too busy making eye contact with Lisa and catches a softball right to the melon. This leads to a fight with the guy who hit it, one Ron Grady. The fight is broken up by creepy authoritarian and chewing gum aficionado, Coach oh Snyder. Oh my God, you're yeah. so <laughs> Freddy's in there and all this shit's going over. He's just like... Chewing his fucking oh. gum. I can't wait to get to that scene. He's a <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we want that He scene. has double mint twin <laughs> DNA. He has so much gum. He has so much gum. Uh, he makes them stay after class doing push-ups, during which they so bond. Wait, that that coach takes <laughs> a very slow, intentional walk over when mm-hmm. the two boys are oh, of course molesting each does. other way too much. Yes, yes. yes. Yep. I've seen straight boys fight. There is very little like there was no punching, like, no penis hitting, to penis grinding. Right, yeah. as was in this particular. It wasn't fight. a fight. Yeah, that was no. like they were like they were rolling, they were like, rolling, moving around. their arms. Yeah, you're right. Um, so <laughs> the the big line from the big line from the non push ups is uh, when Grady's like the guy gets his rocks off like this. Yes, yes, he does. Hangs around. <laughs> 
hangs around queer S&M joints downtown. Yes. He likes pretty boys like you. No, and again, this script spent a lot of work setting this up. Yeah. Uh, after that, they're in the locker room. Grady informs Jesse that the house they've just moved into is the house on Elm Street from the first movie. Woo! Because this movie was taking Whoa. that track that, like, Freddy is right. a part of the house as yeah, opposed yeah. to... So this is basically a haunted house movie. Yeah. Um, that night, Jesse is failing to sleep well in that particular sweaty, lascivious way Jeez. of his. <laughs> he sees Freddy reach into the furnace and reclaim his glove, then encounters him in the hallway. Freddy totally tries out his oh. date night oh. moves on Jesse, the telling best, him they have special lane. work to do. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> You've got the body. I've got the brain. Which we did definitely <laughs> say that, yes. Yeah, um, yeah and the, the, the scalp pulling move, I think that was actually... I sense. liked that. That was, good that was actually, yeah. that was actually Bob that. Shea. That, yeah. Bob Shea came up with that. I yeah. love so, that. So he does, he's, he's a prick, but he has an occasional say, good idea. Freddy's makeup in like this movie is better. the worst of the series. Yeah. Except for were, New Nightmare, which they It was bad. But yeah. that moment was some no, fantastic that was makeup. Wonderful. Well, because they were just like, we'll just keep the lights really low. Yeah, I love it. It's better that way. It really is. It actually was. And actually... It, it helped. This yeah. movie still mostly it made works. Me cringe. I was like, Ew. yeah, no, that was yeah. a good shot. <laughs> Next day, Jesse's heading to hang out with Lisa after school, but Dad makes him stay in and clean his room after a brief but memorable dance sequence. The da- was that a gay one? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Oh, what was the song? The music. Even, even the music. Ryan. Hold me, baby. Yeah. Drive yes. me crazy. Yeah. Touch me. A hundred percent. The glasses. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. No. Even Ryan. Yeah. Ryan was I, like, this is one of those scenes, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is one. Um, but like, I'm like, well. Mark Patton we... actually, I think this was I one he didn't know, really like, want to no, do. He did not want to do this. It was actually choreographed. It was written into the okay. script. And and he, he will. I mean, he had them. The story ass. is yeah, that it was, was choreographed in the he script. He booty bumped his drawer. He definitely did. So he definitely did. Um, and, and he didn't want to do it. And then he finally just said, just turn the camera on. I'll just fucking do it. Okay. I gotta say that that scene. Oh, hang on. Let me let me let me carry. We're, just, yeah, yeah. we're almost at the end of this part. But like sure. that that sequence is like my back. favorite scene from the whole movie from oh, when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. Shit. Lisa turns up to help him clean his room. Do those sweaters go in the closet? Mm. Honey, everything. everything yeah, pretty much. Closet. Everything goes in the Literally, closet. One one part about that. So he was getting ready to leave. Yeah. Correct? And then, and then all of a sudden... Stairs. Well, his dad made him no, go up and clean his She shows up and she's like, I told your mom you invited me over. Well, he was, he was supposed to... Leaving? He was He was supposed, supposed to, to go her. and hang out with her. Right. She realized that he wasn't coming, so she okay. came over to get him. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. she was like, I so told your mom here. I was coming out. I was very confused. I'm like, how did they... In terms for you, Sarah. You ready? This is just for Sarah listeners, but I'm going to let you in on this secret. So this is like when you basically told Brian that you wanted him to, you know, hump your your pussy. And he completely went over his head and was like, what's going on? And then he came and sat next to you. Oh, You're gotcha. Lisa and he's Mark Patton. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Are you on board now? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Done. Um, also another fun here's here's another fun thing Uh, as they're messing around in a closet (laughs) there's a board game on the shelf called Probe yeah And the, the gayest cowboy hat that anyone oh, ever needs yeah. to have. Multiple gay cowboy yeah. hats. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. what? Uh, as well as Nancy from the first movie's diary. Uh, it starts out reading like kinky fantasies, but eventually details her nightmares, which are eerily similar to Jesse's. And now we have a plot. Yay, yeah. plot. So okay. first thing, first gay thing we have to talk about is... <laughs> A movie in the 80s, a horror movie in the 80s, The one of the first shots is Jesse getting out of bed and adjusting his dick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that is yep. not. Um, Hand that's a, right down in yeah, there. Yeah, just adjust and then get up and it just wiggles. <laughs> I, like, I mean, when we talk a little bit about the dance scene, like that 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 I scene was my childhood. <laughs> that no, seriously. So yes. Still kind of do that shit. I do yeah. that shit too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a woman and I, I'm gay. So I will totally dance around. Right, like, right. No one's watching. You're yeah. allowed straight. I like, am girl. allowed. I oh, yeah. It's like, okay. If the, if Everybody is allowed. with you. If, if you these cats soon, could talk, fine. man, they would be critiquing my shit. And it'd be so what if these cats would talk, they'd tell us all to stop walking around the house naked. God damn it again. The dance scene is definitely like if you had not caught on yet. Yeah. This is where you need to you we, need to get on the train. Yes, yes, also, sure. right yes. afterwards. Yeah. How did he never see that obnoxiously red diary that was like right up against the ledge? And he put his clothes up there at the top. You could see he that. He put a uh, probe, his favorite. Right there. <laughs> obviously, it's an anal on the other side, but just probe right. is all we see. Right, right. He put that right next to the very right, obviously yeah. red and colorful diary. It didn't take diary. her long to find mm-hmm. it. Very yeah, dusty too. He obviously didn't. No, no one dusted wow. this. Well, room. they had just right. moved in. Of course. They did. Well, everyone else unpacked. Except for him. <laughs> he just liked, Jesse has bad. He just liked his boxes in the closet. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, he, he had to put a lot more stuff in the closet, like probe, his favorite yes. activity. Yeah. Um, everything is in the closet. God, did you did you notice about it? he has this he has this sign on his door too? The sign I think originally said no out of state checks, but there's an <clears throat> I that's been pasted over the E. Yeah. So it's, like there's no even a sign on his door that's like no chicks. Oh, my, oh my God, God, I never saw that. Like, yeah. 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 Girls aren't allowed in my room. No, girls. And I love that he always sleeps um, without a shirt yeah. and covering up his junk, though. Like, right. covers have to be over his junk. Yeah, right. Um, we didn't get the wet dream line yet, right? That comes later. Yeah. Okay. Right, but Jesus, it's like all his dreams are wet. I know, he is... Yeah. By the way, he's a sweater. I don't know, I don't quite understand why anyone would allow themselves to live in this, like, Freakishly hot house, and the dad. I made like, reference I, to that yeah. too. Yes. The, dad, yeah. the dad's like, "Oh, let, it just needs some thermos. Let me check that thermostat." I told well, that's later. Yeah. No, later. I, I said I was like, "Dude, that would not fly in my house. Like, no. yeah. I would be stepping up. Like, listen here, motherfucker. Okay, right? yes. you're gonna go and change the goddamn air conditioner. This dude, <laughs> like, this dude occasionally has to turn the heat up." Because I'm like 65. Okay, I don't turn the heat up. I just sure. stop the AC because he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just sitting back in my Typically room, fully dressed, and I can't feel my hands no more. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. He would yeah. love it. Yeah, I'd like sure. that. Yeah. So I'm like, just talk to me. Just, just like no, 70 yeah. works, dude. 70 degrees, 69 even maybe. Yeah, that's 69, the sex number. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I like 68. That's where I do all the work. <laughs> he just owes you one. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So yeah, no, and we've done that joke. The coach, the coach is such a weird part. Yeah. We talk well, about him more. We're gonna get to talk about him in the second act we'll talk because about him it's a lot. He, he's probably the most important. He's is that where he, it ends? Your next one yeah. ends? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I, anything more I want to say about this first um, part? The uh, the, the scene with Jesse and Freddie in the hall. Yeah, where, I mean, Freddie really is like laying pickup moves on. Oh, I love it. He like really when he sort of like like runs his little oh, claw yeah. over oh, his yeah. lip and oh, yeah, yeah. He, he it's like Freddie views him as like a, mor- a yummy little morsel to uh-huh. eat. Yeah, it's um, very homoerotic, of course. Very much. You so. know what I love about this? Like he's picking him up in a bar. It's or still before Freddie's um, <laughs> stand-up comedy special. Yeah. So Freddie doesn't really have one-liners in this movie right. because until um, it's prime time, bitch, he doesn't do them. Yeah. yeah, he has a couple of minor ones in the first movie, but you know it's three, four, five, six that are all. Yeah, three is yeah. when the when the one liners well, start. Three, to three because of it's prime time because that because tested that, super high. Well, with and that was an ad lib. Welcome to prime time. Yeah, no, it's it. Well, yeah, yeah. 
It's prime time, bitch. Or, actually, the line, the line is welcome to prime, prime time, time, but is they it? cut it. They cut it so tight that you only hear the cum. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that sentence sounded a lot better in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's just like snapping. It's okay. It was silent. The well was silent. Just yeah. the cum. <laughs> Two snaps on the carpet. And a kiss. Go. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah. I, do, I enjoy that we, we made reference to the glove being in the, the where Nancy's mom put yeah, it. The glove in the, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, one, it's my least favorite scene in the first movie because I feel like it needs to cut to something, but instead yeah. of you just staring at uh, the drunk slut. <laughs> right. Now, when I say slut again, I love this woman to pieces. This is not a negative slut. She's yeah. my favorite drunk slut. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a slut. No. We enjoy sluts. She is sluts wonderful. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. So, um, Jesse's dreams escalate as reality and dream time begin to seriously blur. Jesse finds the glove in the furnace and is accosted by Freddy, who orders Jesse to kill for him. The Walsh family is further plagued by a malfunctioning climate control, as well as an angry parakeet and a toaster, both of which ultimately burst into oh, flames. Oh, I love the bird scene. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, we'll talk about it. A lot of compression we'll to get yeah. the glove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk about it, yeah. <laughs> So here, yeah, here's, uh, okay. Um, Desperate to stay awake, Jesse goes wandering the streets barefoot at night until he finds himself in somebody's hilarious idea of a leather bar. Uh, He orders a a beer from Bob Shea. Yes, from Bob Shea. Um, uh, He orders a beer and is promptly busted by Coach Schneider, who takes him back to the school and makes him run laps, still barefoot in his pajamas. And then get in the shower. As Ooh. Jesse showers, yep. Schneider's in his office, chewing his gum, getting out his jump ropes. Yes, getting uh-huh. prepared. This yep. is not cool yeah, on many, he many levels. Do? He's about to fucking get I mean, some I shit on. I been cool with it, but, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, you just, understand. Like, that's, that's, hopefully Jesse is an uh, 18-year-old senior. Right, right, right. right. We like, don't ever know his age or grade, so. Like, right. He is totally right. expecting to use them jump ropes on Jesse. Yes. Ooh. But I, I believe, at least for what it's worth, that he is under the impression that Jesse is wanting it. Yeah. Because he I went so. into yeah. the yes. leather bar and ordered I mean, I'm not defending him too no, much. No, I understand. But, uh, it's coming from, he at least wasn't doing this to unsuspecting Jesse. He, he's under the impression that Jesse is so, yeah, totally in, so in Schneider's yeah. mind, this is just a scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Again, um, in my world where Jesse is over eighteen, and a scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I just understand like if I at roughly that age was accosted by my coach in that in that manner. Yeah. There wouldn't have been any dialogue. It would have been just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like let's it go. Would have, it would have, yeah, so, I would have done it exactly. And I think between my high school, three of us, you, we all would have been like, yes, please. You're, even all that you're a super you manly man. Give me the D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the D. Yeah, I, yeah, I had actually. I want it. The one football coach from I went to high school with. Yeah. If I meet him in a leather bar, I'm just gonna be like, yeah. Have you yeah. seen Nightmare on Elm Street too? Let's let's do like, it. Let's go. Whatever you need to do. You don't actually have to die this time. It'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. It'll be fine. We'll be alive. At the time this movie came out, like my like I was still in fucking grade school for one but like my gym teacher like i was practically spraying my shorts over the dude anyway yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i didn't have anything to spray but it didn't matter yeah like that was yeah i had a few gym teachers like that my entire yeah i mean extremely dubious consent aside this scene plays into a lot of my fucking fantasies one of them yeah yeah, i understand Uh, yeah um so schneider takes a whole lot of balls to the face but keeps on chewing (laughs) 
he's committed to that gun principle because he takes yeah. he takes a, like a soccer ball or a basketball yeah. in the face. Yeah. Like this, for foreskin. It's it okay. And he stops and, and he's still he chewing that gum. Yes. The important thing to note is he was really okay with the balls flying at his face yeah. for the whole of it. Yeah, he like, was just like, Ugh. He was kind of like, huh, <laughs> well, this isn't weird. I'll just close the door. That'll help. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, he, um, he was into it. He gets tied up with his, he gets dragged into the shower, tied up and hoisted by his own jump rope and stripped naked by an unseen force. Um, <laughs> Freddy emerges from the steam and kills Schneider, slashy, slash, slash. <laughs> yeah, dies from scratches to the back. That's yeah. what I th- said too. I yeah. was like, no freaking This way. is in the same universe as Friday the 13th where yeah. one stab is right. death. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, I was like, he died from scratches on I his know, back? I'm Ain't like, nobody ever died from no scratches Sarah's on his like, like, been... my ex lived, thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, Alanis Morissette's ex probably had... died from those scratches. Oh, what's Jesse from um, <laughs> also auditioned for this role? Not gonna lie. No. Oh no, I was just making a reference to that one single she had. Yeah, that's talking about. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Jesse on. Stamos? No, it's not Jesse. It's, you're talking about the other one. Jo- no, Uncle Open Jesse House. from Full House, which would be John Stamos. Not him. The other guy. The oh. blonde one. Oh, the blonde one. What is oh, it? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dave, Dave Coulier. Coulier. Yeah, yeah, that's what that song is about, was Dave oh. Coulier. He tried out for the coach role? She no. sucked Dave he Coulier's dick? She did. Ew. Um, she was, yeah, she was totally she was, Dave That Coulier, was what... Yes. No one should all ever suck I ought Dave Coulier's dick. about Dave Coulier. I agree. Ew. I yeah. concur. Because all I can imagine is like, it's like she's... Doing like, the Bucky Beaver voice. Yeah. No. Like, she's like, like, she's like, she's like, and he's just like... Well, doing his fake trumpet bullshit. He was quiet about it because they were at the movie theater, obviously. If you listen oh, to the song. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's what the song's about. And Dave Coulier auditioned Ew. for the role of Jesse. Ew! As did John Stamos. But funny enough, Dave Coulier also. It's funny because wow. at that time I was watching Dave Coulier on a kid's show on Nickelodeon. Exactly. He was on a show called Out of Control that I used oh, to watch. Oh, God, I remember that show. Yeah, terrible. Oh. He was bad. It was bad. But Everything no, was bad. No, Nothing seriously. will ever be good again because now, I'm, now I can't get yeah. that image of Dave Coulier getting ahead out of my From fucking Alanis mind. From Alanis Morissette, who's so, so what are your thoughts on the coach, Sarah? I thought he was kind of creepy. Well, yeah. yeah. He, he, he kind of came off, like you said, hopefully the kid was 18. I know. Yeah. He kind of came off a little <laughs> bit predatory, if it you ask me. Predatory. You know and what I mean? Point. From my point of view, I was oh, like, yeah. yikes. Like, if I was this dude's parents, I'd probably go kill this motherfucker. Like, yeah, well, I mean, if you were this dude's 80s parents, he was you would have yeah. had your power suit on. So. Yeah. Exactly. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> power yeah. suit with shoulder pads. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah let's, we want to talk about the coach scene first. We're talking about the yeah. bird scene. Let's talk about the coach. Okay. okay. Um... Oh, where to start? Where to be? So you, what was your impression of that lovely bar establishment? <laughs> Very kinky. <laughs> was it kinky? I mean, no, it wasn't. I mean, they weren't like fucking there. I mean, is that normally it, what happens? It wasn't happens? the leather I mean, bar from I mean, cruising in the eighties. It wasn't yes. even the, the leather 80s, bar they from do. Police they Academy. Were probably it wasn't even leather bar from 80s. Dayton. Honestly, it wasn't much different than a normal bar. <laughs> they were, were just dressed of, in a little bit of leather. Yeah, there were a really lot it. of women yeah. in that bar were, dressed up like a Cindy Lauper video. There yeah. were, and especially, and as this was not a comment from Paul, but this is I've heard these lectures many a time from Paul, who was in leather bars in right, the eighties. Right, right, right. Yeah, there would not have been women. No, no women. There will be now. Like you. Go to a leather bar, but now not in the eighties. But no, it yeah. was a very man-centric it was, environment. Yeah, these were like um, 
even like the more casual ones, Levi leather bars, they had a yeah. strict dress code and women didn't yeah. get in. You couldn't even get in if you were wearing street clothes, if you were wearing like loafers. Yeah, no. sneakers. A lot of them were in mostly street clothes, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. this was this okay. was not anything like no. a real leather Because yeah. it's, you know, real leather bars spring, you real Springwood, yeah. Ohio. You would have been yeah. in black boots yeah. with like leather boots. chaps, yeah. black right. jeans. Denim, denim uh, yeah. blue, or blue yeah. denim would have been fine. Okay. Um, and there wasn't really, I mean. White t-shirts. Kinky's the wrong word. I mean. It wasn't that kinky. No, it I mean, it's what like, thought it was. It was uh, just the way was... they were dressed. His little outfit. Yeah, it was somebody's. It was like somebody's idea of what kinky looked like. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I like that. That's a little kinky. But as far as the bar itself, it was like a normal ball bar. And there was there was the one. If you as you pan, the one couple is obviously gay men. Because it's a man kissing another man. But other than that, every no, it's a woman. Man Yeah. So that was, I did yeah. think that was funny. They did include the one it's a gay bar. couple. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like. Well, even in the description, though, he said it. he goes to the queer, gay, the queer right? Yeah. The queer leather bar. And, bar. and yeah. And, and it was again, barely. I, yeah. it's, it's just bizarre. Well, it could also have been the only bar in town. It probably was. Queer people <laughs> yeah. I will say the, the, just the Blue Oyster Bar was probably <laughs> a better depiction of, yeah, like, of a gay much. bar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, Thank okay. Tango night, Tango night was a little weird. Tango yeah, night was, probably wasn't a thing. Yeah. Well, I, and, and <laughs> what I will say. By the way, that song is called El Bimbo. <laughs> that is the name of the song. El Bimbo. Um, El Bimbo. So there is. I enjoy immensely the fact that <laughs> the coach, and I mentioned this a little bit during your description, but he is so chill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The and up until his arms are cuffed, of yeah. the balls flying at him, and I cannot help but think of the moment in Clueless. When um, they're they're playing tennis, and she goes, um, "I my doctor has excused me from anything that where balls are flying oh, at my her. face." The redhead. Oh yes, and I just I think about this the whole time because that's all it is: balls it's flying. Balls, balls, and he's balls. he's like so super chill, like as he everything is. is moving. And he's yeah. just kind of like, he's like, huh? He's just on the ground, huh. like because well, he like he like takes huh. it to the face. He's like, oh. Hey, that reminds me of that novel by Sapphire. Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was worried that one of the, I just kept waiting for those weights to fall off and like crack I know. And I'm like, yeah. do it, do it. I was they just, never did. I was, I was just like. But I, of I course they went straight for the tennis ball cans where yeah. things come out of a tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, so I don't, like it's like a there, vagina yeah. reference, you know, the famous uh, USO show where it's like, pop, right out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had 14 Christmas lights up there. Tri- la, la, la. Um, <laughs> that's what a uterus is for, right? Um, <laughs> yes, it, it actually powers it, it, the 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 human uterus does put out its own nine volt direct current charge. Well, that was power. you know the the famous oh, club kid story was the the club kid who had I was lying the, by the full way. I hope so just the full, I was like shit I was like, really making that Christmas up. Tree lights. <laughs> yep. Right up his ass, right up his ass. If you heard the, if you've never heard the story, so you you know what the club kids were? It was James St. No. James, wasn't it? No, it was not James St. James. He would never be that much of a True. bitch. I mean, um, so the club kids were basically long story short. Um, kids who went to clubs in New York City and put a lot of makeup on and do crazy things. Okay. Crazy, and all homebrew, all crazy. Okay. And one of the famous stories is there was one club kid who had an entire roll of Christmas lights um, put up his ass. Ooh. And just spent the whole night popping out one after the and other. Was he all right? Yeah, yeah. He, they just, you know, earlier in the day, they just had someone fist him and put the battery pack up into his intestines. And they just rolled, the, spooled the whole roll up uh-huh. in there. And they just came out his ass, fully lit, just all They night. were lit? Yeah. Because yep. he had a battery pack. What the fuck? 
and this is so this is one of the most famous stories of like New York club life. This was a big thing. Look at this, guys. Yeah. They, well, slower, but you know. Oh, yeah. I just loved it. And they're just like running them across the bar, you know. Oh my God. I love that that happened, and like the totally <laughs> toned That's some kinky shit. The toned yeah. down <laughs> version of that. The toned down version of that was Mapplethorpe with the fucking bullwhip, and like, oh, and so like, like that got him completely like pilloried in the Midwest, and like this dude in New York's just like, hey, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. I know. So. Bird scene, mm-hmm. which the producer Robert Shea has come out. He hated this bird scene. It was they built a bird puppet for it. They spent a lot of money building this puppet, fully functioning bird puppet, and it was one of the stupidest scenes. It was. It weird. was really. Bad. It was weird. very weird. Like, why did you bother? Yes. And I loved it. Just give us more gay so shit. Well, and then he were... blamed it on the sun. Well, he's yeah. like, I know you set this up. Like, yeah, he's he, some what? fucking, like, a cherry, cherry bomb. He shoved a cherry bomb up the bird's ass. And right. yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so, like, I guess what, I think what they're trying to set up with that is, like, they're tr- again, this is not a slasher. This is a haunted house movie. Yeah, because yeah. there's very few kills. No, right. not a lot, right. And, the, I mean, and the way the kills happen is not a very slashery way. So, like, I figure stuff like this is they're trying to set Freddy up as, like, a sort of a supernatural entity, a ghost yes, that yes, is that inhabiting the house yeah. and moving into the house. It can possess birds. It can possess. Yeah. Birds. It can it, possess Jesse. You know, and, causes the animals to go crazy. Yeah. I do love that the bird killed its friend. Yeah. And then the dad, <laughs> not going to lie, has that bandaid on his face for the rest yes. of the movie. Yes. I love that You're continuity. You're so extra, bro. Yeah. I just, <laughs> so extra. Well, I, think they, I think they had him for like, Take two, the they must, maybe they had him for like two days. We're like, here, let's yeah. just shoot a whole bunch of scenes of, Jesse coming downstairs, getting coffee, looking really sullen. I know. Jesse um, yeah. could have started any of the emo bands of the 90s based on this performance alone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I very, almost would have been happier if he would just would have gone to Starbucks every morning. It's very... There was no Starbucks. It was before. I know. Well, might, well, let's, 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 let's lobby. And at this point, Sarah had to leave. Uh, which is a bummer, because we were having a lot of fun. It was really good to have her. Um, we'll definitely look into having Sarah back at some point in the future, because... You know, fun. Um, so how, how's it going? Are y'all like enjoying the show so far? Yeah, we're, we're having fun with it. A little heavy on the dick jokes. Anyway, um, show. Here's the rest of the show. Uh, bye. Yeah, uh, Schneider gets killed, cut to Jesse, covered in blood, as he realizes that the glove is on his hand. <gasps> Big scream, smash cut to Jesse being delivered home by the police who found him wandering naked by the highway. Yeah. Um, so dad thinks he's on drugs. Mom thinks he needs a shrink. Lisa thinks he's psychic or some shit and takes Jesse to the abandoned power plant where Freddy Krueger worked. Backstory, backstory, backstory. They don't find anything. This scene's really just here so we know why Lisa drives back there at the end. Right. Lisa. And... Uh, so an increasingly alienated and confused Jesse goes to Lisa's pool party that weekend and tries to get smoochy on her in the cabana, but his tongue turns out to be long, blue, and prehensile. Ew. His body's going through changes. That, that no. tongue was decidedly dick-shaped. We'll get uh, there. So, uh, so Jesse busts out of the cabana and into Grady's room. Subtext, subtext, subtext. Yeah, just text. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not even uh, subject. Over text. Confesses to having killed Schneider and instructs Grady to watch him as he sleeps and stop him if he tries to leave. Watch me as I sleep. Because that's it's so romantic. I feel like if we have if if we fully in a bell every time there's gay a gay moment, that's we're like, just not gonna hear anything. That one's just gonna go. Literally like like somebody put the fork in the garbage disposal. Fucking Ibiza. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. Sorry. Uh, Grady eventually falls asleep 
Ooh, fucking Fox. Freddy busts out of Jesse's body like it's Michael Jackson's thriller or some shit and cuts Grady up good. Mm-hmm. Jesse, While his parents are outside listening. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Jesse is again left covered in blood, wearing the glove, and is taunted by an image of Freddy in the mirror before fleeing through the window. Yeah. And that's where I actually was going to stop. While, while the cop sirens are outside, yeah. while the parents are outside the bedroom, he's getting away Scott fucking free. Nobody knows what the hell's going well, on. He's Nobody getting away Jesse free. Well, <laughs> Jesse free. Yes, yes, he is. Scott free. And Lisa free. And Grady free. Um, by yeah. the way, so at this point, we've already we passed my favorite... Nightmare on Elm Street is full of these references to sleeping pills and uh-huh. not sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. So we have my favorite, which is stay sta- awake. It's stay up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's S T capital A, like oh, yeah. capital S T capital A dash U P. So it's like stay up. <laughs> which also could be confused for erection pills. Yeah. Yeah. If you're having an erection in the last more than six hours, please go see a doctor. Yes. <laughs> Needles in the dick. Kids. Needles oh. in the dick. Much like Vine. Hello, my name is Dr. Kruger, and I will be your urologist for the day. <laughs> he just has, that's the scarecrow reference. He has the needles on his hands. That's right. <laughs> this, this might hurt a little bit. <laughs> is it going to hurt, doctor? No, I'm going to love it. I don't know what you're going to feel. <laughs> I'll be fine. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, should, shouldn't you get some anesthetic? No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Um, pool party scene is weird. Um, what was Jesse? He was just gonna go into the little tanning booth, the cabana, cabana. Area. and just hang out and avoid everybody. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he went in there so that he could change back out of his swim gear. I get, I don't know. I mean, he lives close I enough mean, he, that she walked. He, he yeah. was buttoning a shirt. Yeah, I don't know. Don't and know. then we get the most fantastic. I don't want to show breasts on film moment. Oh, that, yeah, we've you talked know, about the, that. The yeah. most fantastic. Like, not sexy sex scene. Yeah, he is the most trepidatious, like... And, of course, we have, you know, Paul's other commentary of, like, he hates straight people having sex on film. Like, it, like, bothers him. I don't know. It never bothered me. I'm just like, they're just having sex. Like, whatever. I mean, if it's a bad sex scene, yeah, I'm going to comment. Oh, no, I'm going to laugh. It's a bad sex scene. Like this one. What? Oh, I love but he was just Look at like those, those ungainly hands on I just boobs. I feel like he felt like the boobs were like a like a handle. Pretty much. Like if he held onto the boobs, he wouldn't fall into the vagina. I don't know <laughs> how to touch a chest when I'm going down it. And or then the jackhammer. He runs one. to Grady's room. Right. Right. Because That's... you always have to escape your vagina fears by going to your bro friend. Yes. And then like just like jump on him in bed. Yeah, um, did he climb through the window? Did he Dawson's Creek this motherfucker? I think he went through the door, so the parents should have actually known that he was in well, the room with them. Well, they didn't, because they obviously didn't, um, you know, send the police to his home. Yeah. And again, clueless, clueless parents is kind of a theme in these movies. Yeah, yeah. of course, because well, yeah. parents in these movies are always fucking well, useless. Well, parents just don't understand. <laughs> I, I, love the fa- the, I love the shot of the eye and the mouth. It was a full prosthetic head of yeah. Robert Patton. My, no, my, Mark, Mark Patton. Patton. I am saying Robert Mike Patton, Patton is an author. Who knows? Who cares? Robert Pattinson is Pattinson. a sparkly okay, vampire. Thank you. Mike Patton is the lead singer for Faith No More. Mark Patton is <laughs> in this guy. movie. I yeah. love that shot, though. That was very well done. Um, yeah. I don't know if it needed an entire it was actually, uh, prop um, built just for that one the shot. The eyeball well, was actually, uh, it was a woman. It was, uh, I think it was, oh. Women have bigger forget. eyes or something? No, it was, it was, oh, it was somebody's daughter. I can't remember whose it was. Probably Robert Shea. It was probably Bob Shea. Or yeah. it was one like, of the director. Could have been Lynn Shea. It was where. Um, Not connected. Yeah. Different last names. Uh, because they basically, are. Are they? Bob and Lynn Shea are brother and sister. It. They spell their last name differently. 
that's how she got her part in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I mean, I'm not four. saying you're wrong. I'm just pointing out that they do spell their last names differently. Or she, in one. No, she's in she's in one. one. She's in she is the teacher. She has the worst little part ever. So they, uh, I love her, though. So basically, to, to, do the, to do the eye through the mouth thing, they built this whole big rig, and the only person whose head could fit into the rig to was have a woman. Eye, yeah, was this girl. Uh, uh, so for that moment, Freddie was played by a woman. I like it. I actually um, um, don't entirely know how it would work, but would love to... Okay, that's fine. Would love to um, have a woman be Freddy. Hmm? I don't know how it would work because I feel like women are very rarely um, to have that same role as serial killer women are very different. So I think I think it would work differently simply because of we've already talked about the power dynamic of Freddy. Like yeah. Freddy has this this it is a very not merely I mean holding power over these over his victims is his thing. That's yeah. even where even where the quips come from, because yes. later on when he does stand up, he's doing it because this takes no effort for him. Or yeah. at least that's the vibe because, he's putting Because on. part of his biggest power is knowing what your fear is. Yeah, and yeah. when that's, that's such the Spider-Man thing, you know, what yeah. he's, Spider-Man has to hold back so much power, that's why he can be yeah. quippy. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's a very particularly male approach to wielding power. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why it was important that Buffy did that. Yeah. True. Uh, right. Right. And actually, I think she handled it really well. Um, I don't know, like a like a, a woman in the Freddy role, obviously, presumably would well, it could still be named Freddy. Yeah. 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 But whatever. Um, Winifred. I, I feel like I, it would be it would be an interesting like you would have to rethink the in some ways, I think you would have to rethink the the way that Freddy thinks about. Killing. About victims and, and the relationship know. that he has to, to the victims. Well, the one thing that I think would throw people off if you recast Freddie as a woman is that societal notion that a woman is not going to be nearly as harmful to a child as a man would be. I, yeah, and no. I, I would just... I, I still, mean, that I is still, a stereotype. I still I know think it would be interesting. Be I think it would be really my, interesting. My fear yeah. would be that it would become one of those, like, revenge demons. She really wasn't a child murderer, right. yeah. but... Now she's going to get you. And yeah. it would turn into a very Asian-inspired story, yeah. which I don't think yeah. it needed to be. I think female Freddy, Winifred Kruger, <laughs> uh, as I'll be referring to her from yeah. henceforth. Um, Frederica. Yeah, Winifred Kruger is definitely still quippy and murderous and fucking a bitch, and I yeah. love her for right. it. Um, I just I don't know how to tell that story of getting her burned alive. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. the problem. Because there's so, much, there's so much baggage that you add just by making that character a woman like i don't yeah. think when just, we the expectations are just completely different yeah i'd love to think of a way that it would work because i think it would be awesome and i think there's a whole different story that you could tell that'd be just yeah fucking bitchy. I, and I, I i the only thing i think needs to change is that story at the beginning mm-hmm. because i think she can be the same robert england kind of stand-up comedy mm. evil you know loud crass woman i don't yeah. think any of that needs to be different mm. but i just don't feel like even if she is a child murderess that a group of townspeople are going to burn her alive the same way they burned. Yeah, you almost have Fred to. Right. See, that, it almost seems like you would have to go straight into the witch angle for yeah, that. I was heading that's there. Super yeah. Yeah, stereotypical. And again, and I, I wouldn't I want it. I mean, I would almost. I feel like you'd have to approach it as this ultra religious conservative thing. Yeah. yeah. And. Yeah. But I still am not. I haven't written it in my head yet. But I, like like, I want to see it because I don't like know that twist. Like she ran an orphanage but was also abusive or something like something, that. Something. Like, yeah. Which, again, I don't want her to be it's like, knock, you know, Fre- 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 F
you know, aggressive and masculine as yeah. Fred as because I don't think it needs to be different because it's a woman. Right. I just don't know how to tell the story. Right. So this movie. Anything more? Um, not for that section. We pretty much hit everything. Let's I mean, not, yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't hit the. Let me out, Daddy. Let me out. I love yeah, that but, so much. I mean, it's a great scene, but I mean, it's it's also. I've joked about it the whole time. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, still covered in blood, Jesse swings back by Lisa's house because reasons yeah. and tries to convince her that it's Freddie who is making him kill. Uh, from the diary, Lisa has learned that Freddie is using Jesse's fear to manifest in the real world, but this doesn't actually help anybody. Jesse is taken <laughs> over completely by Freddie and shit pops off. <laughs> Freddie bites Lisa's leg. Lisa tries to stab Freddie with a kitchen knife, but rolls a natural one. And apparently she's part, <laughs> she's part T-Rex or something because she's just like, She's unable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a big nose and little arms. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Freddie bails outside to slit up some rich kids. Lisa's dad pops out with a shotgun and blasts the fuck out of a bowl of snacks. Uh, so yeah, uh, they goes to shoot Fred. Lisa intervenes because Jesse's still in there. Freddie exits oh, in a burst of flame. The, the, the standard possession trope. What He's I love. still in there. What I love is that Freddie walks through Burns the foliage, does not burn the fence. Right. Yeah. Like, re- thank you, Freddie. Pressure-treated lumber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Lisa drives to the abandoned power plant, and then, only then, finally gets around to bandaging that bite on her leg from earlier. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, oh, it's bleeding. I guess I should put something on But it's too it. late. Oh, then wait. she collapses and dies of septicemia. The end. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the original uh, ending before Stephen Moffat rewrote yeah, it. Right. So uh, she, faced with various spooky hallucinations, Lisa mm. makes her way to the boiler room to confront Freddy. Cornered, she pleads with Jesse to fight Freddy. She's all like, I love you, Jesse, and makes out with Freddy. Freddy loses his shit, melts down, burns to a charred husk from which Jesse emerges, heteronormativity miraculously restored. God damn it. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, fade in. With she love. prayed the gay away. Fade in on Jesse and friends taking the bus to school. Um, which, because he never had to use the bus before. Right, because he has a off. car. Should yeah. tip you off. So they're on the bus. Jesse gets spooked and freaks out. Lisa talks him down. Then her idiot friend just has to say, it's all over. Freddie's arm bursts through her chest like Michigan J motherfucking frog, and the bus drives off into the Indiana desert, which totally exists. Hello, yeah, yeah. Hello, honey. Hello, my time, girl. And also, and the closing credits music made me very happy. It's Bing Crosby singing "Have You Ever Seen a Dream Walk?" Mm-hmm. I know that was that was actually that was good. Did you ever see? I, I listened to that way longer walking. than I ever had. So, so well, I did. So here, here's a little tip. I actually watched the movie at double speed. Just the tip. Just to see how it feels. I watched the entire movie at double speed because Scott wanted to go to the art festival. And I'm like, I have to watch this movie. Did you ever see a dream walking on double speed? It's actually kind of cute. I like it. But so, um, other than like obliquely, I'm very annoyed that the movie is solved through love. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cheap ass ending. Which I I don't care. I mean, in the end, whatever. I'm not watching this because it's amazing entertainment or anything. No. But it, it is written like. Lots of plots end in Doctor Who, where literally Stephen Moffat just wrote that love cured any issue at Pretty any time. Much. I'm like, God damn it. And I'm just like, that seems so strange. It didn't seem like that movie up until now. Yeah. Um, Amore ex machina. Also, she cured I, his gay. The machine of love. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm going to play with that. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. The, the pool party scene, though. We have to talk about the pool party scene. Because that is, like, in the history of horror, one of the worst... Concepts super the, bad. The director had to leave set. 
He laughed so hard it was being picked up by the mics and he could not film it. He had to assign an assistant to film it and leave the set. It was ridiculous. Robert Englund reportedly took double the amount of time to film it because he just did not understand it. He's like, yeah. I just don't get it. Right. Why is Freddie doing this? Why yeah. Why does this make sense? Why is this happening? It doesn't make fucking sense. And I don't understand why Freddie suddenly is the fire starter. Yeah, yeah like, that's why? his movie. He never has firepower any other time. Ever. But right. he is totally like Drew barrymore this ending. That I don't understand in writing, in production, in filming, in editing, Yeah, how that... Freddy attacks the pool party scene continued to remain part of this movie. I have to think that that was a, produ- a, a producer's decision. That it was like, okay, yeah, that's great. You've got this movie about this like queer kid who's like trying to figure out his shit. Not enough people getting slid up here. So they just decided to pull that off, I guess. I get, but he only like really even kills like one person. He throws dude into the. Um, he what, what, kills what a is couple. It? Um, what can not, we do for you? Oh yeah, that, you can fuck that yourself. And then he throws him. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, Which, that. I mean, if you're gonna tell him to go fuck himself, you're Freddy fucking Krueger. Stick something in his asshole. Actually, what he said was, I forget what he said. Save yourself, fucker. Something like that. What yeah. He says. But yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, but even that was like, man, like Freddy wasn't working hard that day. Right. No, it was. And yeah. it's the, I think this moment I, because originally, I, you know, I watched these in order and didn't really have a lot of context for yeah, them. Right. And the scene of Freddy, like, swiping at the the scared pool party people. Uh, it's so terrible. As they're uh, all, like, cowering uh, away. And he's just, like, he's doing these big, long cat scratches. Because yeah. I don't think Robert Englund Like he was really... cast by Andrew Lloyd fucking Webber. Well, uh. and, and I think since this is the first time that he wasn't... <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> um, not Andrew Lloyd Webber. No. I know. It's uh, time. I don't care. It's fucking good. I watched it this weekend. There was actually supposed to be a big kung fu sequence there, but I had... <laughs> But I had diarrhea that day, so they just let me swipe at the kids a little bit. We don't we don't talk about I, it's it. Such a, it's such a weird thing. I also love... I'm a kitty. I, I almost wish Freddie would have done something with a shotgun. I just... Freddie seemed to have, like, real-world dream powers when yeah. we get to the yeah. boiler. Well, right. Because I, I think that's... Building. The, the bulk of the movie is actually based on, like, from about the point when, like, the birds start catching fire through the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's really unclear what's dream and what's real space. Yeah. And for a while, you're like, because the movie's from Jesse's point of view, mm. it, it makes sense, because you're like, wow, he, he doesn't, at this point, like, his dreams are merging with reality. Yeah. And it he doesn't know. to Lisa's know. at that point. And then when it shifts to Lisa, we're still not sure what's real and what's not, and there's no fucking reason for that. Right. Yeah, well, it's, so it's, it's, so it ends up being completely ludicrous. Yeah, because yeah. it could have been in every scene before this, it could have just been Jesse killing people. Yeah, right. like we saw Freddy because we know Freddy is possessing him. Exactly. But it could have literally been Jesse ripping people apart with the glove because yeah. he actually had the physical glove. Yeah. yeah. And what a great movie that would have been. Yes. Right. And at this moment, people know it's not Jesse because yep. you wouldn't have to have said the line Jesse is still in there right if yeah. you could have clearly seen that it was Jesse and we were just still seeing Freddy right. and I, right. I feel like that would have been the go- the good pool party scene you right. would have cut to crazy wiry Jesse with the glove on freaking people out and mm-hmm. not starting fires with his mind in the pool or boiling the pool but like if they had cut back and forth, it would have been Jesse and then it would have been Freddy and Jesse. And we would have realized that it was, oh, everyone's just seeing Jesse and that's why they're freaking out. Right. Versus yeah. like and we could have ended with Jesse in jail and it would have been great. Or the, the father could have just shot his fucking head. Right. Through. Or dead. 
that's yeah. fine too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been a good ending. So to that. actually, there's, I mean, yeah, there's parallels to, I mean, it's kind of a ghost movie. It's kind of almost like it, a werewolf movie a yeah. little bit because there is at least one transformation scene. Yeah, and yeah. one transform back scene. Yeah. So, like, it kind of works on that level. Like, this movie is like every type of movie except the type of movie that it was trying to be. Yeah. Right. I still like uh, Freddy's firepowers annoy the yeah. fuck out of me. I also get really scene, annoyed with the, all anno- the fire. Like, the exploding hot dogs were fun, though. I get really annoyed with the fire like <laughs> tracks toward him through yeah. the boiler room. The boiler room thing I think is really unnecessary. Yeah. And while I enjoy that sometimes Freddy's dream world is boiler rooms because that's where he worked. Yeah. I don't think going to the physical location is necessary. Probably not. Yeah. I, well, I think it is in that case, literally, they needed to have a showdown with Freddy in the boiler room and because that's how the first one ended. Yeah, I mean, it and is, that's just it how is they a little always... D&D, this is where you have to face the final boss. Uh, well, it's also... It's, it's like a video game. It's what Roger Ebert used to call a smoke and flame factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where a lot of action movies and horror movies would always have the big showdown in an inexplicably smoky, flamey place where you don't actually have any idea it's the volcano what could be being Mordor. produced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, the end of Terminator. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's put, take us somewhere that is mechanical and... Right. Not friendly and not yeah. easy to and, be in. And dangerous right. yeah. in its own right. Yeah, but we only get one scene where she touches a hot pipe and then she never has to worry about pipes again. Yeah. We right. get a lot she of She certainly doesn't like, have to worry about Jesse's pipe. <laughs> <laughs> we get the weird like, oh, I fell. No, I'm just sitting awkwardly. Yeah, like, they, they really <laughs> ring that. They, yeah. they throw that out a couple they times. They ring that bell. She, uh, oh. she hallucinates ants in her wound. She hallucinates fucking crazy dogs with... Baby mask from Brazil yeah. faces on them. Mm. Like, it's just, it's a mess. It is. It is a it's mess. Horrible. It's horrible. Uh, there's a reason why, like, the third section of plot had about half as much wordage as the as the first two. Yeah, no, there was definitely issues. Yeah. And I, the ending, I think, is just stupid. Really it dumb. Is. Well, not the ending ending, the the love ending. And then the, the, right. the cut yeah. in the bus, I like because I just like, oh, of course, when you see the bus, you know this is yeah. going to be shitty. Like, and that's it's not going to work out for anyone. Well, I don't like no, that. I mean, because if we're taking this as a story of Jesse struggling with um, his homosexuality. Well, so I think it's very strange. It's a yeah. strange movie. It really is. It, it, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's unfortunate, but it is sad that like one of the most well-known gay horror movies is really just a gay subtext. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't have a lot of because horror is very dominated by a very um, masochistic straight boys straight, fifteen to twenty five. You know, lots yeah. of titties. That's right. Straight mm-hmm. boys go to horror movies to see titties. Yep. Yeah. You know, whereas you know, it's funny because most of the horror fans I know are gay men. Yeah, that's right. It's true that most <laughs> of my friends are gay men, but I also am a part of larger horror groups, and yeah. I know a lot of horror people who are straight who have also mentioned. And I know horror directors who are gay uh-huh. and most of their colleagues are gay. Yeah. It's funny to me that we we don't have a lot of gay horror movies. We mm-hmm. did we don't have people like even indie, there's there's one that I know of that's big and that's been around. And even that, it's not a very great good movie overall. I just love it because it's fun. Right. So But it, it I don't I, I think the thing with us as gay men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and gay horror fans in general, I think why we gravitate to horror is because it's not accepted, much like we are. Right. It, it, it's a genre that is legitimately one step above porn. Well, let me um, let me take that idea. Do you think 
it is perhaps sort of a Richard O'Brien thing where we're like, for me, like in most of these movies, like I'm not watching it for the kids. I'm watching it because I'm on Team Monster. Yeah, pretty much. Like if you're watching these movies, you're kind of on Team Freddy. And if you watch a Friday the 13th movie, you're on Team Jason. You're there to watch him like do his shit. So like maybe do you think that might play into it a little bit? In the same way that like, uh, you know, that's I'm not even like trying to be like, I'm not trying to like come up with a grand unified theory. It's just it's just like. That's a thought, do you think? I've always rooted for the monster because, you know, in my head, because of what I experience around me societally, I'm kind of the monster too. So I I feel that. I don't know if anyone else does. See, I I came to horror because I had a lot of anxiety issues as a child. And horror was my medicine to fix those issues. And the more I spent time with it, the more I loved it. And I always kind of loved it, but I had so much anxiety as a kid, I couldn't have. Like, this would have been too much. Oh, yeah. And, um, I was and a really so, sensitive kid, too. Yeah. So it was like, so I I hear what you're saying about horror being, you know, not a normally accepted genre. But I, I can honestly say that, like, my experience as a gay man and my experience as a horror fan are separate. I don't mm. really combine them. Mm. And, except for moments like this where we're talking about how they combine. Yeah. But otherwise, to me, it's not a thing. Like, I am a horror fan regardless of the fact that I like Dick. Yeah. And I like Dick, regardless of the fact that I like horror. They're kind of separate parts yeah. of who I am. Yeah. And I didn't come to horror because it was, you know, a genre that was separate, you know, in that way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's a really good reason why probably a lot of gay men like it. Because yeah. a lot of gay men do like things that are against mainstream because... Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had to be against mainstream just to survive a lot of times. Like, so. like we get into the John Water, the John Water films and the cult films and things that are outside of the norm because we are also outside of the norm. I don't think it's necessarily the reason, but it's a yeah. reason. That actually almost even plays into like the whole that the comment by Henry Rollins where like in the punk scene, like half the punk scene was gay men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you've already got one set of outcasts, so this other whole other subset of outcasts just kind of comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not that that's meant to be a thesis statement for the whole episode. It was just right. this, rogue, this rogue thought that I had, and I was like, ooh, let me just ask this question and see what's... Yeah, I'm surprised we hadn't yeah. talked about it before, really. I think we intentionally didn't once. Yeah. Or, or we did, and it ended badly, or I don't know. Like Maybe I was, Andy cut it. I don't know. <laughs> I just, like, I, you know, I didn't want it to be like... Yeah, yeah. It, just, well, it was a... But I mean, this is specific to this episode. (laughs) This may or may not actually make it into the episode either. But it's an an interesting conversation. I don't know if it's interesting to listen to. It's it's, the thing I think is just interesting is that of the gay directors that I know and have met at at the two festivals and kind of in life, Mm -hmm. they don't tell gay stories in horror. Right. They tell very. They tell you know space babes from outer space Mm -hmm. about the big titty women and their Mm -hmm. magical love semen powers. Right. You know, they don't tell the story about, like, with gay people. And I don't know if that's just because the genre wouldn't take it and they don't want to make money, so they go for what makes money. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess just that was, that was the, like, the question, like, just in terms of identity. I feel like I did seek a certain amount of identity mm-hmm. from these movies. Oh, certainly. Sure. Certainly. Um, so I think the important next question is, Bob, how do you rate it? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually my least favorite of any of the Nightmare movies. I mean, it's... Come on, six. Really, six. Yeah. It's so bad. It is pretty bad. I actually prefer six over this one. This is my least favorite of the Nightmare movies. I can't. It's it's certainly got camp value, which gives it a point. And it's certainly easy as fuck to make fun of. But it's not a good movie. It's really not. And, And I know what they were trying to do, at least the writer and Mark Patton were trying to do. I don't know what everyone else was trying to do. Money. Yeah. 
They were trying to get Bob <laughs> Shea to stop screaming at them. Exactly. Yeah, and make some money. Right. Um, out of out of all six of them, like I said, this is my least favorite. I, I cannot give this more than a, a one towel whips in the shower. I just can't. Aww. I can't. Aw. I love this movie. It's actually probably, um, for non-legit reasons, my favorite nightmare film. Um, for legit reasons, I would say probably three would be my favorite um, because, because it really is the best it of is. them as far really as like is. a good, enjoyable movie. Yeah. But I just enjoy all the campiness that I love in life is in this movie. And it's so obnoxious and it's so weird. The bird attacks him and yeah. the dad is both like super comforting and super like, yes. you know, yeah. masochistic man. It's just, mm -hmm. you can make a whole nother movie just about their yeah. whole relationship. To grow up. Yeah. And I, I, I love the coach and that's such a weird plot for no reason. Yeah. I, yeah. I just enjoy the insanity of this movie. So, I mean, easily for me, it's, it's, um, it's at least three anti-vagina tongues out of five. Um, What's your rating, Andy? It, it's, it is admittedly hit or miss. Um, the third act just falls to fucking pieces. Oh, it does. But there's a lot of really good atmosphere. Like, it's got, especially early on, it's got a lot of the same kind of dark atmosphere as the first movie that I really like. Some fun FX gags. The kids have really good chemistry, like Mark Patton and Kim Myers. They're really fun together. They actually play off each other really well. But it's a rushed into production cash and sequel, and it doesn't make any sense as a standalone possession poltergeisty kind of movie. It kind of works, but it's not a very good slasher. No, no. Um, if you are like everybody that I've ever talked to who gives a sh who's interested in like the Elm Street movies, interested in the continuity of the Elm Street movies, they hate this one and they I skip it. Tend to because this it. isn't very. Um, no one appears in this other than Freddy, and no one from this appears anywhere else. Right. Right. Um, I don't give a shit about continuity and I just, I'm, I don't engage with movies in that way. So like, this is my favorite in the whole series. Uh, like this is the only one I've bothered to rewatch. Honestly, I give this movie three out of five, very sticky, sticky sheets. <laughs> um, oh, but dreams on that much. note, Bob, on that note, if you need to contact us, lay eggs in our brain, take over our dreams. Uh, you can email me at Bob at candy .com. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at, at Candy Razor Bob. Hit, uh, find us on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades or go to the website at CandyCoatedRazor.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Zanman Horror Fan. That's X A N M A N Horror Fan. And you can email me at podcasthorror at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook at Oh Shut Up Andy at OH Shut Up Andy. Please do like, subscribe, rate, review, share. Not that share, the actual, like, the verb share. You are our listeners and we love you unconditionally. And we want more of you. Except in our dreams. We don't love you in our dreams. I mean, that depends on dream. And the listener, I guess. Right? I don't need your love. Your love doesn't <laughs> interest me in the slightest. Fuck it. Bye! Uh, we should have actually said something about like, and thank you to Sarah for being here for half the episode. Right. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you, Sarah. Well, I'll, you're not recording anymore. No, it's, it's still recording. That's Sarah, it. we miss you. She was super fun, and her tattoos were awesome. Well, we'll work that out. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It'll disappear. It'll be like, what happened to Sarah? I'm your Sarah now, Jesse. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, really, I, I'm your Sarah. Can I take your order?
<laughs> okay, that, that comes with your choice of a side salad or a baked potato. <laughs> or french fries. The yogurt cup is actually going to be 25 cents extra. Is that okay? Are we at like the senior special at Shoney's? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, Freddy Krueger is at the senior special Look, at Shoney's. I, I, I went to a lot of trouble to memorize this. I mean... <laughs> Oh, you get a wonderful tip. I just realized they work so hard. I just want to listen to them. (laughs) Give us that order. Please give us the specials, Freddie. (laughs) Today's special is the leg of fuck you. I've had that before. Can I get that on the side? (laughs) Can I get that without um, gluten, oil, sugar, um, GMOs? How many calories are in the fruit cup? Fucking hipsters. <laughs> Can I get grilled lettuce? Can I have it, um, but only if it's cooked in coconut oil that was only farmed by adult hipsters? <laughs> and then fed through the intestines of an ocelot. Actually, this you- sucks. I'm going to go work in that shoe store. <laughs> can you build like, like a in fire the ZZ pit? Top video? Actually, I'm paleo, but I only eat what's been cooked in a fire pit out back behind the restaurant. Can you build one for me real quick? Too late, bitches. I got legs and I know how to use them. <laughs> but who's going to cook my paleo breakfast? Uh, I need paleo oatmeal with butter. 